Friday, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball today, June 19th. Frank Stanfield here alongside Scott White and Adam Azer, and I've got a fun show planned for today. Every show is fun. I realize that, but this one is going over the top. I've got a flashback Friday. I've got some sound drops. We're going to play a game, and best of all, we have Factor Fiction, Adam Azer edition, because today is Adam Azer's birthday. Adam, happy birthday, buddy. Hey, thanks, Stevie. Uh, yes, it is my birthday. It is also Jacob deGrom's birthday, Frank's favorite player in fantasy baseball. Yes. It's Dirk Nowitzki's birthday. Very you know, powerful trio, me, Jacob deGrom, and Dirk Nowitzki. It is Juneteenth. I've learned a lot about Juneteenth this year. I'm very happy to say that. Um, so, you know, very important day around America. And I, I think June 20th for fantasy baseball is going to be a big day because I feel like we're going to get an agreement tomorrow, Frank. That's what I'm feeling. Last Friday, you made a bold prediction. You said, on Monday, we're going to have a season. Well, my bold prediction is, on Saturday, we're going to have a season. All right? Wow. I hope you're right. I hope... Frank's, Frank's bold <laughs> prediction was dead wrong, so you're, yeah. you're suggesting you're better at this than he is. Well, it's like uh, when you get to go last in Price is Right, you have an advantage. So I let Frank go first. He got it wrong. And now I, I get to make, you know, we're getting close. But it's, it's almost now or never. I thought it would be on my birthday, but, I, you know, I'll, it's not going to be today. I'm feeling it tomorrow, June 20th. It's going to be the day. We'll have a 65-ish game season. And then we'll be doing a podcast probably to talk about it. And your, your back, your background is giving me seizures, Adam. It's yeah, like, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, what's Come going on, Adam? Adam. <laughs> what's going on your with fancy your fancy green screen? Your green screen technology. <laughs> Did you just paint your room green over the past couple of days? Is that what it is? Because my wall is kind of green. Yeah. You no, know, I didn't paint that wall. This wall is hideous. I moved in here and we were like, oh, we're going to repaint all these walls. And we basically never did. This is an absolute. The people who lived in this house before me had dreadful taste. They had a green wall in here. It is disgusting. But it's but never I, done I, this before. Yeah. I have an, I, I have an idea. I'll try, to, I'll try to fix it in a moment, Frank. Um, I, just, I need to know why you guys are both wearing San Francisco Giants. <laughs> you didn't get the memo? No, it's, it's really weird. San Francisco Giants Friday. Duh. Uh, yeah, we both look like diehard Giants fans. Neither one of us is. I guess we just both like wearing baseball gear. I, I've gotten uh, weird looks before when I've worn a hat. Like I had the hat of 12 different teams or something like that. I'm, I'm trying to go for all 30. Um, and, you know, you wear one and people are like, hey, oh, I didn't know you were a Twins fan or whatever. And you're like, I'm not. I just like the hat. And you get the weirdest looks. When you wear when you wear gear that doesn't belong to the team you're a fan of, I, I, apparently you have a lot of gear from different teams too, Frank. Oh, I absolutely do. I have, of course, the Diamondbacks hats, but I do like the Diamondbacks as my National League team. I've described that before, but I do like just collecting some stuff. Like this is a Barry Bonds jersey. I have a Ken Griffey jersey. I have a Justin Upton All Star Game jersey from like 2013. So I do just kind of collect memorabilia for players that I like, teams, logos that I like as well. Uh, and we did not plan this, so we decided to just roll with it. Let's go Giants. Probably going to be <laughs> one of the worst 
baseball teams in 2020. <laughs> We're going to be disappointed. All right, let's get things started off with this Flashback Friday. And I hope, Adam, that you were able to actually find an answer to this question. Because I want to know, what is the worst trade that either of you have ever made in fantasy baseball? I've got one ready. If you guys need some time to think about it, then I will go. Frank, you know what an Azer trade is, right? Oh, so basically every trade offer you ever sent is a bad trade. For the other guy. For the other guy. <laughs> so I haven't made any bad trades. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find one. I went back four years and I looked. The, I, I could find one trade that I made in 2016 on June 4th. I traded Ryan Braun for Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Ryan Braun had an 868 OPS rest of season. Andrew McCutcheon had a 762 OPS. Braun was much better. Six more home runs, two more RBIs, 10 more runs, six more steals. That's it. That's all I got for you. Um, Did you learn any lessons from that trade, Adam? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But I do have another trade that was made the day after that might be one of the best trades that someone made. Would you like to hear that trade? Let's go. June 5th, 2016. Scott White oh. makes a trade. He trades a pitcher who was 7-1 and one with a 333 ERA named Chris Tillman, if we remember him. Oh, yeah. Trades him for Vince Velasquez and Freddie Freeman. Sorry to leave you hanging there. That was the good. <laughs> Freddie Freeman, that was when Freddie Freeman really became like one of the best hitters in baseball. After that, he had a 770 OPS at that point. And after Scott traded for him, he finished the season batting 330 with 25 home runs, a 1072 OPS. <laughs> Which league so, was this? Podcast league. So uh, great I trade. I can't say I remember <laughs> that trade, but that that's a, I was on the the wrong side of a two for one there. In theory, I got the two back and it, it yeah. obviously worked out for me. I, I don't remember that trade at all. So I can't <laughs> I can't comment on what was going through my mind at the time. Um, I'm sure I've pro I've made a lot of trades over the years. I'm sure I've probably made some bad ones like Adam. I'm I'm very reluctant to pull a trigger the trigger on a deal if I'm not supremely confident I'm on the better end of it. So it's, I have a, I, I'm not one to take big risks in trades. So I, I don't think I have many bad ones. I'm, I'm struggling though, to think of one. I mean, if there was one so bad that it, it would seem like it would stick out in my mind and I just, I'd always think about it. You know, I, I don't have <laughs> one like that, but I do have a move I made in my 2014 dynasty league where players you pick up off the waiver wire become very cheap to keep for a long time, and obviously 24 teams. Um, I picked up Corey Kluber and held on to him for a couple weeks, and then I dropped him for... Uh, I wanted to find... I wanted to find exactly who I dropped him for, because I'm sure it was somebody really dumb. And... A week later, it was obvious I'd made the wrong decision and Corey Kluber, you know, just caught fire after that and obviously became everything we knew Corey Kluber to be. So that's the one that sticks out in my mind as the worst move I've ever made in fantasy baseball. I'm going to see if I can find it. As we, you can start talking, Frank. I'm going to see if I can find exactly who I dropped Corey Kluber for because I think it would make the story better. Yeah, so I was pointing to myself because there's exactly one trade that stands out in my mind, and I made it before the season started. I have never 
This is the only time I've ever done this, where I made a trade before the season started. For some reason, let me set the stage. The year was 2012. The season hadn't started. And I really wanted Kelly Johnson on my team. Kelly Johnson. Yeah, that Kelly Johnson. He was one year removed from hitting 284 with 26 homers and 13 steals. So I offered up. This is like my second to last and my last pick. My home keeper league. Head-to-head points. I offered up Adam Dunn and Jim Johnson. Adam Dunn went on to hit 41 homers. Jim Johnson had 51 saves. <laughs> I dropped Kelly Johnson a few weeks later. Yeah, That's just oh one that stands out. And I will <laughs> never forget it. All right, I'm going to find this. That's, well, that's bad, but that's a good story. Oh the moral God. of the story, don't trade before the season starts. Uh-oh, Scott, who did you drop Corey Kluber for? All right, so... Uh, on May 1st, I won him for $5, which meant uh, that would be his starting point for keeping him. I'd keep him for $6 the next year, $9 the next year, $14 the next year, and on and on. Two weeks later, I dropped him for an infielder named Chris Nelson. Oof. <laughs> I don't remember him. Never fantasy relevant. Never, oh. ever fantasy relevant. That year... Corey Kluber went on to go 11 and five with a 385 ERA, 126 whip, uh, you know, a little less than a strikeout per inning and a 24 team league, obviously an asset, right? The following year, he wins his first Cy Young award <laughs> and he's an ace for several years there. Yeah. That that's, that's the worst move I've ever made. I'm pretty sure. Damn. Yeah. That is a, <laughs> that's a rough one. Guys, I mentioned, I want to play a game. Are you ready? Are you ready to play? Who's that baseball player. Adam, you have not played this before. We played it once before with Scott and Chris. And basically, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you up to five clues. It could be five clues. You can guess it before then. I will give each of you a clue, and you could just blurt out as many answers as you possibly want, Adam. We want chaos. We want madness. And I even created a little uh, sound drop here for my Pokemon fans out there. Who's that baseball player? <laughs> you ever see the movie, Frank? The Pokemon movie? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> the one that just came out. I tell you, my best friend wrote that movie. What? Yeah, yeah. He wrote it. Wait, which one? The Detective Pikachu? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't actually see that yet. Oh, I thought yeah, you were talking about the it. animated movie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but there, w- there were movies before that. I, I would like to watch it. All right, are you guys ready? I'm going to. Who was that voice? Oh, that's my I, fiance. I, know, I mean, obviously, the, the, the sound was from the show itself, but yeah. then baseball. Who was saying baseball player? Who's that baseball player? <laughs> is that your fiance? That is my fiance. So <laughs> showing off my uh, production chops here. All right, here yes. we go. I'm going to give you That's some background good. music as well. First clue for player number one. I'm an outfielder who's hit at least 24 home runs three seasons in a row. Remember, you can just blurt out names whenever you want. Okay. I was born the same year as Frank Stanfield, 1991. Aaron Judge. False. Despite a 3.7% walk rate in 2019, I averaged 3.4 fantasy points per game, tied for 16th among outfielders. Oh, my goodness. Same here. Okay. Eddie Rosario. Boom. Yeah. Damn. Mm, Eddie Rosario. Adam left in the dust on his birthday. Why Early round one, dude. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played before. Why isn't there more love for Eddie Rosario? Is it just... I have a theory. I'll present it to you guys and you let me know what you think. 
I think it's because he goes right around Nick Castellanos and right around Marcelo Zuna, and he's not really dissimilar from them. Like, he doesn't really do anything much different than those guys. So I think he just kind of gets lumped in with them. But he's a very good player, and I don't know that we give him enough respect, Scott. He doesn't have the upside either of them do. I'm not, I'm not sure how legit the 32 home runs were last year. The previous two years, uh, 24 home runs, 27 home runs. And I don't think there was really a change to the batted ball profile that would lend itself to a big increase like that. He does tend to hit for a high average. 276 last year was actually kind of low for him. Um, but certainly in points leagues, the walks limits his upside. And, and uh, even in categories league, the fact he's probably not going to make a huge impact in the home run category. It, you know, you're, you're kind of paying up for security there. And that's, that's usually in the middle rounds, an idea people are not in favor of. And I'm not necessarily in favor of it either. The other two clues that I had for Rosario that we didn't get to, I posted career highs in home runs, 32, runs, 91, and RBI, 109 last season. And I'm currently being drafted as the 26th outfielder off the board at pick 91. So even despite the low walk rate, he was a top 20 outfielder last year, and and he's being drafted as the 26th outfielder now. So I think there could be some value there for Eddie Rosario in one of the best lineups in baseball with the Minnesota Twins. Adam, would you rather have Eddie Rosario or Luis Robert? Uh, Eddie Rosario. But, uh, you know, he's streaky and he's annoying. <laughs> and he, he hit 11 home runs in his first 23 games. His last 114 games, he had a 759 OPS. And he had a, he hit 21. Like He did hit a decent amount of homers. Third, he was on pace for 30 homers at 162 games. But just like... He doesn't walk. The He's OP always a low this. OPS guy because of the walk. Yeah, rate. yeah. The yeah. OBP is, is not obviously not good. But 11 home runs in his first 23 games and only 21 rest of season. Like, he's good. Um, I like him more in Roto. He's not really someone I look for in points leagues. He'd have to be my third outfielder. Fair enough. Are you ready for round two of... Who's that baseball player? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Player number two. Your first clue. I am a career 293 hitter. Aaron Judge. False. <laughs> okay. From July 1st on last season, my 23 home runs were tied for fifth most in baseball with Mike Trout. Paul Goldschmidt. False. I am the same age as Adam Azer. Oh, old Whoa. guy. Old guy. C- career 9. Nelson Cruz? Nah, he's older than that. False. <laughs> All right, old guy. Despite being a top 10 first baseman in both Roto and head-to-head points last season, I am being drafted as the 15th first baseman off the board. As the what first baseman? 15th. It is not Jose Abreu. Carlos Santana. It is not Carlos Santana. Yuli Gurriel. Yuli Gurriel is Ah. correct. Adam is getting crushed. I'm not surprised, (laughs) by the way. Oh, man. Yuli Gurriel, of course, had the uh, uh, the career year last year and hit more home runs than uh, we've ever seen from him. And, and, you know, what we've come to expect where he hit 18 in 2017, he hit 13 in 2018, and then, of course, hit 31 home runs last season. Scott, he did make some changes. Started hitting more fly balls. He raised the launch angle. Career high hard hit rate. He... 
he did things differently last year, but for the most part, people are not buying into it. Why is that? Yeah, I'm not really buying into it either. So he hit... Uh, hmm, what's the best way of breaking this down? So he hit... Of his 31 home runs he hit last year, 20 came during a 40-game span from June 23rd to August 14th. Um, you know, he was pretty much ordinary Yuli Gurriel. Actually, he was pretty abysmal before that. He was pretty abysmal after that. The thing that I think we can definitively say he does well is hit for average. He uh, makes a lot of contact, especially. So, you know, I... I Prior to this year, I thought he was kind of undervalued as a batting average or maybe even an RBI specialist because of the lineup he's hitting in. But obviously, he's not being drafted that as that anymore. He's being drafted like a power threat as well. And um, considering he's a 36-year-old who had just basically a less than even two-month stretch where he was that and then receded thereafter, I'm, I'm just I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. And uh, I think it's risky... I think he's still going to, I think he's going too high uh, at a point where the risk doesn't, isn't worth the reward. The ADP the right now. isn't worth the risk. The ADP for Yuli Gurriel, 132.6. Adam, would you rather have Yuli Gurriel or somebody I know you like in Edwin Encarnacion? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> I knew it. I'd rather have Gurriel, actually. Okay. I think, you know, there's a lot of risk with Edwin Encarnacion, but. I'd probably, well, if it were like a backup, a bench spot or something like that, I'd rather have Encarnacion. Uh, or maybe in a deeper league and it's a corner infielder or something and you're just going for an upside play, I'd rather have en- Encarnacion. If you really think that you need this guy to contribute, if you're in a deeper league and you need this guy to play every day, I'd rather have Gurriel. Because he's he's not going to be bad. You know, his worst case scenario is going to give you a very scarce category and he's going to have a really good batting average and be in a good lineup. Uh, Encarnacion could easily fall off a cliff. The final clue that I had for Yuli Gurriel was my brother also plays in the American League. Yeah, that I think I would have got. <laughs> were, were you writing? Were you? Have you been presenting these from a first-person perspective? Oh yeah, oh, I, I am Yuli Gurriel. Okay, I was Eddie Rosario. Right. You play for the Giants now. <laughs> That's right. I actually don't have any Giants on the list, so that'll potentially help oh, you all guys. Right, good, that helps me. Yeah, I only, only twenty-nine <laughs> teams to choose from. Alrighty, here we go. All right, round three. Baseball player. All right. First clue. I've posted a 3.95 ERA or better for six straight seasons. Old guy. Lance Lynn. False. I received my bachelor's degree in economics from Dartmouth College in 2012 and am nicknamed The Professor. Who'd you say? Kyle Hendricks. That is correct. Yeah. How did you... What? I did not think that the Dartmouth College would help anybody. He seems like such a smart guy to me. I don't know. <laughs> that is wild. Great job, yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what it, you know how it is. I'm not going to draft him. Going to be wrong about him every year until I'm right. Every single year. Uh, the final clues that I had. Since 2015, my 1.12 whip ranks 14th among starting pitchers. Despite this... I am the 39th starting pitcher off the board in ADP. My final clue was Scott White might throw harder than me. Ooh, 
I would have gotten it there. So, so he's I, actually I, I pretty don't. interesting. I don't, uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he dealt with fatigue late in the season, and he was working on strengthening his legs and his shoulder and his back during the off season. Um, he got he gained uh, two tenths of a of a of a run in ERA in his last two starts. He went from three twenty six to three forty six. Not a huge deal, but uh, he said he was fatigued. Not going to happen this year. So shortened season might help a guy like Kyle Hendricks. I'm still, I just can't do it. <laughs> I, just, I just don't believe in pitchers who don't strike guys out. It's usually what what it is, other than prime Dallas Keuchel. So I'll pass on on Hendricks. He's only such, thirty, but he feels like super old. Such a stable track record, though, Adam. It's stable. It's so stable, and um, you know he might he might beat Josh Hader in strikeouts this year. <laughs> He might. Yeah, I probably will, but, but not by much. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Cubs never let him pitch that deep into games, so his win potential is, is stifled. He won 11 games last year. And last year, there was this weird turn where he became not much of a ground ball pitcher, so his, uh, his Sierra and X-FIP were both much higher than before, even though... Um, even though his ERA was about the same. So I don't know. I, I, if that trend continues, if he continues to allow more fly balls in this environment, then I do worry there's some downside here that's being underexplored. I'm not a big fan anyway, because I mean, I, I basically have my pitching staff built by the time he goes off the board and I don't want to settle for his limited strikeout ceiling. Yeah. And not only did he give up more fly balls, he also gave up a career high hard contact rate and he was terrible third time through the order. So I do see some things for Hendricks that could go wrong. Scott, do you think there's any chance you mentioned that they don't let him go deep into games? That might be because he struggles third time through the order, but they also have a new manager now in David Ross. So any chance that that could help him go deeper into games? It's it's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels like Joe Madden's been gone for a long time already, but I guess he was with the Cubs last year. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's possible a different manager will handle him differently. Is he bad third time through the order? I don't know. He was last year, 575 ERA. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all pitchers are worse third time through the order, but that that does sound particular. What's the career? Uh, I don't want to slow the game to a halt here, <laughs> but I'm not finding it very quickly. Okay, here it is. Uh, no, that's not it. I just have offenses. So I'm very interested in this. That's the good news. Third like, I'm time, willing to wait. Third time. <laughs> okay, so first time opponents have a 635 OPS against him. Second time, 641. Third time, 715. That that doesn't sound so bad, 715. So maybe it was just last year. So yeah, there could potentially be something there, but I'm with you, Adam. I, I typically don't draft him, but it seems like he does outperform his ADP every year. Like, doesn't have a lot of upside, obviously, but he's a good stabilizer. That's what I'll call him for a fantasy rotation. If you took some risk early on and he's your SP five or whatever it might be. Um, I think that he's a good person that can stabilize that. Are you ready for player number four, Adam? You crushed the last one. Let's do I'm the, I'm the professor now. Actually, last one should have been worth more points than the two I got. Like you should like the last clue. Sh- if you get it on the last clue, it should be one point. Second to last two points. Third to last. Love it. Like, Are you sure you want that? Be, because that, be that would mean you guys are tied now. Okay. Fine, Fine with me. Who's that <laughs> Don't hear me complaining. It's a better game that way, I think. Let's All go. right. Player number four. 
I am a former first round pick for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> to the surprise of many, I was one of 24 pitchers with 200 strikeouts last season. Mike Miner. Dude, get the hell out of here, Frank. <laughs> I played for the New York Knicks in 1994. Why don't we have a question like that? Well, you wait and see there. That might be the fifth oh, player. All right, all right. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. <laughs> oh, man. But the, it was so long ago, I didn't think that it really mattered, right? With Mike Miner. Uh, so that I means you're getting Mike Miner back when he was a brave. Come you're getting on. crushed now, Adam, because he got on the second clue. So yeah, that was <laughs> bias. No wonder why is the second clue worth. No wonder why Scott, you know, Scott knew what what he was doing. He introduced that as a possibility. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm about to get this next one. I want I wanted to put more pressure on myself, basically. <laughs> All right, the final three clues I had for Mike Miner. I was out of baseball for both the 2015 and 2016 seasons. Despite finishing as a top 25 starting pitcher in 2019, I'm currently being drafted as the 44th starting pitcher off the board. Last season, I pitched in a park, and this year I'll be pitching in a field. That's a good one. And he was bad in that park last year. 431 ERA, 11 homers, uh, 299 ERA on the, re- on the road, but 19 homers in 20 more innings, but still eight more home runs. So um, I don't know if there's much to that. Could just be a one-year thing. I, I liked Mike Miner. Like, I was a little slow to get on the Mike Miner bandwagon, but I thought he had some pretty good stuff. I do think that a one two four whip is very alarming. Very alarming. It's really hard to have a 359 ERA with a 124 whip, I, I would say anyway, especially with still under a strikeout per inning. So, yeah, <laughs> he, he made a change to his arsenal, a pretty significant one last year, uh, developed a change up. He he had thrown a changeup previously, but uh, it was a lot better. He used he used it a lot more, and it seemed to help his fastball play up. It it makes sense that he took a step forward as a swing and miss pitcher, but he still wasn't like a great swing and miss pitcher. He still had less than a strikeout per inning. He, he got two hundred over the course of the season, but he was still less than one per inning through a lot of innings. And um, you know the ERA predictors are all unkind to him. The, the most favorable is XERA, which put, pegs him at 391. But XFIP FIP is 425, XFIP 460. Sierra that's uh, probably pretty bad, too. I don't see it here. Uh, 427. No, 451. Um, so, yeah, bad. Bad, bad. I don't... I want to believe in Mike Miner. But if I'm being intellectually honest, like... <laughs> that would scare me away from most other pitchers who achieved like that. Yeah, I want to know what you guys think of this. Mike Miner had a 359 ERA. He was 19th in points. He was 23rd in Roto. That was his fantasy finish. 359 ERA, 200 strikeouts in 208 and a third, 1.24 whip. But you, you break down his year, 240 ERA in the first three months, 499 ERA in the last three months. So I think a lot of people would say like, well, that's, you know, he's not that good. But... If you took a different sample size of 2018 post All-Star break and then the first half of 2019, you're talking about 170 innings with like a 270 ERA. So he was doing this. this, He had this amazing first half, 8-4 and with a 240 earned run average. And that was backed up by what he did after the All-Star break in 2018. So it seemed kind of legit. And then he goes out in the second half and he has a 499 ERA. So is there a chance that hitters started to figure him out 
from the previous second half and the first half of last year? Is there something that they figured out during that time that helped them, you know, uh, perform better against him? I mean, based on that 4.99 ERA, I mean, that's, that's not a startable fantasy pitcher over the final three months of the season. I'm sure a lot of people still used him because of how good he was in the first half, and they were yeah. hoping for him to get back to that point, but it's pretty I, troublesome. I'll add that nobody really seems to believe in the year Mike Miner had. He's not being drafted at that production level. So I actually do draft him from time to time, but usually as like my sixth or seventh starting pitcher as opposed to somebody, because he just fell, you know, as opposed to somebody I'm really depending on. Yeah, I'll tell you why I don't draft Mike Miner is because his ADP is 157.8 and Kenta Maeda's is 172. So I can get yeah. Kenta Maeda 15 picks later and in a vacuum, I'd rather just have Kenta Maeda anyway. Uh, absolutely. If it plays out like that, uh, I would guess there's a stock up arrow next to Kenta Maeda's name, but that's just a guess. Like in more recent drafts, he's probably going earlier than that. All right, we'll do the, the final player for fun. Why not, right, guys? Are you ready? Why, I've already clinched? Aaron Judge. I would say so. You won three of the, of the five well, players. Well, no, we're doing this by a point system. All right, so you, you have to get we it. we were tied going to the last one, which means I either have to get it on the first guess to win or the second guess to tie. Yeah, yeah. If All it's right. Aaron Judge, I'm in trouble. Well, I already told you. It's Patrick Ewing. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that baseball player? <laughs> All right, player number five. Are you ready, Adam? This is... The first clue that you have to get it on. Do we? Do you have to say a clue first? Yeah, All right, yeah. you can just guess. Just start guessing names, Adam. <laughs> well, I, no, it's okay. Aaron Go Judge, <laughs> my 863 OPS in the second half last season, ranked 12th best at third base. Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. not Aaron Judge. Miguel Sano. It is not Miguel Sano. Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela. It is not Gio Urshela. Uh, it is not a Yankee. J.D. Davis. It is not J.D. Davis. Oh, my gosh. Matt Chapman. No, it is not Matt Chapman. Say another clue. All right. Kyle, Kyle Seeger. Kyle Seeger. It is Kyle Seeger. Yeah. <laughs> you stalled for him. You stalled. It's, it's his birthday. Really. All right. Happy birthday to me. I just won. You just won, Adam. <laughs> what an upset. <laughs> It is Kyle Seeger. The final four clues that I had for Kyle Seeger, and this is more for deeper leagues. I have hit at least 20 home runs in eight straight seasons. Last year, I hit 23 homers in just 106 games, which means I was on pace for a career-high 35 homers over a full season. Despite all these fun facts, you might not be eager to draft me <laughs> at my ADP of 272. My brother plays in the opposite league as me. That's a dead giveaway there. Don't sleep on Kyle Seeger. Come on, everybody. Uh, why not? You it's believe such in him? a deep position, man. It's such. It's a more deep so position. for for deeper leagues, potentially AL onlys and and fifteen teamers. All right, fine. But, Don't sleep on Kyle Seeger there. Uh, but yeah, it's not a twelve team play at all. Fifteen team league. It's very likely I already have three third basemen by the time <laughs> I'm thinking of taking Seeger, and like he just, it's weird. But because you wouldn't you wouldn't think so given his skill set, but he's he's kind of established himself as a batting average liability here. Oh gosh, yeah, two forty nine, two twenty one, and two thirty nine last three seasons. That ballpark's bad. He's bad. <laughs> I I think he's bad. <laughs> he just helped you win the game, Adam. And this I love is how you him. talk he's about <laughs> how you talk about Kyle Seager. Come on, man. Well, to me, he's Corey Seager's brother. So oh, that's not nice. Yeah. Look, 
you know, I think you can argue everyone thought it was a foregone conclusion that Corey Seager was going to be so much better than Kyle Seager. Kyle Seager's kind of had the better career. Oh, yeah. Kyle Seager was, was the steadiest, most predictable third baseman. He was really reliable for fantasy for like four years in a row. He probably finished around top eight, something like that. In, but he was never spectacular. Um, and I don't know why he just really fell off a cliff these last three years. Wonder if it's a, a sh- shifting, shifting Maybe. thing. Nah, that probably would have started earlier, though. I, I always attribute that to Brian McCann's decline as a batting yeah. average source, and, and frankly, Albert Pools is too. He does pull a decent bit. I know if Chris were here, he'd he'd back me up on Kyle Seager. I know he likes Kyle Seager, but again, it's Who more had so. The better second half between Corey and Kyle last year. Look at that up. I don't I, I oh, have Kyle. it off the top of my head, but 863 OPS in the second half for Kyle. It was Kyle. Yeah, it was Kyle. There you go. Don't sleep on him. Corey had a big September, though. All right. We're going to pause here. What I want to do first is promote our Fantasy Baseball Today YouTube channel. Of course, you're listening to us. You can now watch us as well. You can find the link in the podcast description. We're constantly tweeting it out at FBT Pod. We tweet out uh, whenever the, uh, the YouTube videos go live. So make sure to subscribe. And it also came out in our newsletter today as well. So subscribe, hit that little bell, and every time we have a new video come out, you will get an alert. And I also want to promote the First Cut Golf podcast. I don't know anything about golf, but I do know that these guys are absolutely crushing it right now. Their their crew includes Rick Gaiman, who hit on Daniel Berger at 66-1 to one at, to win the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. This upcoming week, they're previewing the Travelers Championship. You can expect two preview pods every week covering daily fantasy, storylines to watch, sleepers, and their best bets. They also have an instant recap podcast after every single round, including their Sunday night recap, after all the tourney action has wrapped. Again, that is the First Cut Golf Podcast. Check it out. Believe me, I would not steer you wrong, unless, of course, Manny Machado stinks again this year. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will have Fact or Fiction, Adam Azer edition. All of these were brought to you by the one, the only, Nando DeFino. We'll be right back. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on Fantasy Baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. 
The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. All right, we're back here on Fantasy Baseball today. Of course, we are celebrating the birthday and the life of Adam Azer. Yeah, so I figured, why not? Let's do a little fact or fiction Adam Azer edition, and I have all of these courtesy of our good buddy, Nando DeFino. What we're going to do is, I'm going to read this. Scott is going to predict whether or not it's fact or fiction, and then Adam (laughs) is going to tell us whether or not it's actually fact or fiction. Do you know the answers, Frank? Because if you don't, you should guess as well. I have no idea, so I will guess along. All right, first up. Actually, I know the answer to this one. The man who introduced Adam to his wife was not included in his seven-man wedding party. What do you think, Scott? That, that is a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> it, it was Nando, he's, right? He's, yes. Okay. Like, that doesn't give you entitlement to be at my wedding party. It was like my brother, my cousin, my brother-in-law, and my best, best friends from childhood, basically. Wow. That's already a bit, pretty big wedding party. Yeah, it was that small. Nando's yeah. not one of your best friends, Adam? Come on, man. He, he is. Oh, Frank, don't get out. Don't be like that. All right, next up, Adam Azer once dated a woman who had a movie made about her life. That sounds like a that sounds like a fiction. I don't know. Adam's got a grin on his face. I'll say fiction as well. It's a fact. Oh my god. Really? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, it's a well, fact, yeah. Is the oh. movie like a known movie? No, but it has like big name actors in it. It just wow. flopped. Well, we have to know what the no, movie is at no, least. Oh, never. <laughs> no, no, no. Can you tell me privately? Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, Adam Azer can name all the dates associated with the horos- horoscope zodiac signs, start to finish. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I was still thinking about the last one. You're going to have to repeat that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adam Azer can name all the dates associated with the horoscope zodiac signs, start to finish. Uh, that. I feel like Adam owes it to the audience to say the movie, but that this one, <laughs> this one is a fiction as well. Well, it's the first fiction, I guess. I'll say fiction. Yeah, there's no chance. Fiction. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're a little quirky though, Adam. So I, I thought, you know, there was a chance. I had a little that, bit of doubt in my mind for that. Doesn't that seem like Adam's brand of quirk. Nah, no. I think Adam Azer joined a gym specifically so he could do a leg workout he saw on YouTube that claimed to give him more power in kickball. I think that one's a fact. <laughs> I think it's a fact. I'll say fiction. It's a fiction. Come on. I don't, I don't go to the gym. But you break. used to play kickball, and it was really intense from the way you talked about oh, it. Oh, I loved kick. I miss it so much. It was the best. It wasn't really that intense, but it was so fun. But no, like, I nobody could ever. Like you said nobody could ever get a hit, right? And the only the only way to get on base was bunting. I oh, don't yeah, even know true. exactly how that works. That's it's true. The really like big, powerful people could get could just kick the ball really hard and really far and get hits otherwise bunting was probably was the best way to get on yeah yeah you were a bunter i was a, it. uh i was a bunter or like i could i could slap a single opposite field a blue single want that training regimen that would that would make you yeah uh, the gym and i are not friends we never <laughs> have been all right fair enough adam i played in a competitive uh dodgeball league last year so if you ever yeah, want to move sure down to the fun. city i'll get you involved i would love to that'd be fun yeah the second time Adam hung out with the woman who would be his wife, he
he spent the time largely under a beach umbrella playing with his computer. Uh, that sounds like a fact. It's, it seems too, it, it doesn't seem creative enough to be fiction. I think it's a fact. I'll say it's a fact. It is a fact. In fact, <laughs> he was editing what FBT. Happened. I had a lot of work to do. I, it, was a, it was a baseball weekend, and I had to go through all the games from the night before and take my notes. I wanted to hang out with her and Nando and his wife. So I went to the beach. I brought my laptop. And I did my notes. That, uh, that yeah. sounds, that's exactly what I would have guessed it was. Yeah, the the amount of research that goes into a sport where every team plays every day is, is kind of stifling. I'm sure I had early dates that were uh, semi-sidetracked with my wife. You can't like take a yeah. day off in baseball. Yeah, You can't. Yeah, like you're screwed. I, I tried to cut corners when I was dating my wife and I successfully did in some areas, but yeah. you can only do it so much. Yeah, Even if you try to enjoy the weekend, right? It's like if you miss a Saturday or Sunday or both, God forbid. Oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> you have yeah. no well, idea. Some, some, some days I, I've tried on like the, at the end of the weekend to catch up on the entire weekend and it, it takes like four hours. <laughs> like it's, it's terrible. It is yeah. wild. All right. If you make a bet with Adam Azer, he will try to make it so the loser has to sing in some public fashion. Then he'll find a way to lose the bet so he can show <laughs> off his tender voice. Uh, I, that that sounds like the way Nando would describe something that maybe Adam Adam wouldn't d- agree with that characterization. But I think, you know, I, I think it's essentially a fact. I will go with fact as well, based on Adam's reaction. It is entirely false. There is, there has never what? been an instance of anything resembling this, but I, but I, he always says stuff like that, that yeah. like I, that I want to be like, oh no, no, I don't play guitar. All right, give me the guitar, I'll play something. Really <laughs> yeah, quick, but that's no, never definitely. Happened. It's never I def- I was around for him uh, doing a lot of that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like um, like the guy in the uh, progressive commercial, uh, Jamie, where they're at his like mansion, and then he starts playing the the like classical guitar. Oh, yeah. you that's know? you, oh, buddy ball. <laughs> I, I don't watch commercials anymore. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Adam Azer once went to Disney World with a girl and made her pay for half of everything. <laughs> what? I'm going to say that's, I mean, is Adam giving it away? I'm going to say that's fiction. Or is he playing us for a fool? I'll say fiction mm. as well. I went to Disney World with a girl. She was just my friend. She bought her ticket. I bought my ticket. We didn't like. <laughs> so it is a fact, I guess. But it's not like <laughs> it, 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 is, it says the, girl. It doesn't say girlfriend. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like if I had gone with a guy. That's all. I I, had, I have had I had a few. Like if 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 something was a date, I would absolutely pay for it. But if if it's not a date, then. It's not so much that I objected to paying for it. I'm just not sure how it would look if I paid. Of course, for it, you know? I couldn't pay. Right. Her. Why was I? Why would I pay for her? Right. I mean, and and Disney. I mean, obviously Disney World. Disney. Like, yeah. I want my pay a hundred <laughs> bucks for a ticket. Give me a break, Nando. It's such a Nando thing. Yeah. Every time Adam Azer visits a new state or country, he makes sure to buy a beach towel there to commemorate the trip. <laughs> um, a beach towel specifically. Yeah. That. Uh, it's just so random. I'm going to say fact. I'll say fiction. Say fact. Where does he come up with this crap? It's fiction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Adam Azer, not a big fan of the, uh, of the beach towels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The last gym, the last one, Adam Azer bought a laser disc player on eBay so he could watch star Wars in the original 
unaltered format. That's fiction. That is fiction. That is, yeah. You know, I've, I haven't even seen Empire Strikes Back or yeah. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. As, as cavalier as you've been about the whole Star Wars thing, you wouldn't go to that length now. Yeah, no, definitely not. So what do you think, Adam? What do you think of your fact or fiction? We learned a lot about you today. We actually still need to learn more. <laughs> yeah, the best one. I'm not really giving you the details on that. Right. Uh, it was funny. It was good. And <laughs> he did a good job putting things out there that sound like they could be true, but aren't. But also Nando has, for 10 years or however long it's been, has uh, just perpetuated a bunch of myths about me like, over and over and over again. So, you know, who knows what's fact and fiction at this point? Who knows? All right. We're wrapping up with this. All right. We got I just some- want to say, hold on. What do you got? I was supposed to get Anthony's coal fire pizza tonight. That was my goal. Meatball and ricotta pizza Ooh, and chicken huh. wings. They have that up in New York. They huh? do. They have mm. it. I actually had it the day of my wedding. They have it in White Plains. They had it right by the hotel I was staying at in White Plains. So we had the the we had it for lunch. They are still closed. I don't know why they have not opened. So I was all excited the entire week. I was like, yeah, we're getting Anthony's. We're getting Anthony's. Check today. They have not opened. That is unfortunate. I do not know what I'm doing for my birthday. I think I'm going to order a different pizza, which is 25% as good as Anthony's. Very disappointed, Frank. Is Anthony's, oh. like, even even in New York, which is supposed to be, like, the pizza capital of the world, like, Anthony's is still considered... I don't know, though, because By Adam lives is. in not the city. But I've lived in the city, and the pizza yeah. out in Westchester is terrific. Um, Anthony's is as good as any New York City pizza, like, private place I, I've ever been. I actually don't like Anthony's that much. What does no. that say about me? Have you ever had it, Frank? I have not had Anthony's, no. But yeah. meat, meatball and ricotta pizza, it's just, and it's like really crispy. It's so Yeah, that's good. the one I usually get when I, it's the meatball and ricotta. And the wings, I like the wings. Wings are great. Yeah. If you, if you're ever in Queens, Adam, I'll take you to a real pizzeria. Roses. I'm down with that. I love, I love pizza. I mean, who have you ever had roses? Love? No. Upside down Sicilian, man. The oh, sauce on top of the cheese. It's, oh gosh, it's ridiculous. That sounds good. So good. All right, thanks again to Nando. Appreciate it uh, helping me do my job for the day. It's the first thing I texted him in the morning. Hey, Nando, can you help me out with this? And of course he came through like he always does. Emails, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. This one's from Brian. Hey guys, help me narrow this group to three. Frankie Montas, David Price, Madison Bumgarner, Zach Gallen, Corey Kluber. Does not say what format. Montas, Price, Mad Bum. Gallon, Kluber. Pretty easy. Montas, Gallon, and Kluber. Yeah, I already responded to him off the air, actually. I wrote him an email back. That was one of the easy ones that even I could figure out. So <laughs> Now yeah. the whole audience benefits, though. Right. I would. I wanted to say Price, but I, I can't go that far to take Price over Kluber. So I agree. I'll go Montas, Gallon, and Kluber. This next one's from Scott in Rochester. Lost Trey Mancini for the season. Commission's opening waivers next season. Does he know... Next, next week, week, next week, does he know something we don't? Need a first baseman. Best available are Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, Justin Smoke, Brandon Belt, G-Man Choi, Eric Thames, and Howie Kendrick. Not really a great group there. I think it's Miggy. Just hope that that weight he lost, well, hope that he kept it off. Really? I'm, I, I like Justin Smoke up. here, Scott. Um, the universal DH should help him. Great ballpark. Yeah, I, I still uh, don't think he's going to smoke. I still don't think he's going to play every day because they have Jed Jerko. I I am I'm imagining a platoon between him and Smoke. Jed Jerko. Ah, good Nando impression. <laughs> Nando's favorite player. Speaking of which, didn't you get stuck with him one time, Scott? Because you were trying to 
Ah, uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You were that trying to is, outbid him, bid him up? Uh, yeah, that story is chronicled <laughs> in my uh, 20-year retrospective of playing fantasy baseball. But yes, that uh, I thought I had Nando pegged. <laughs> like, he, when he likes a player, he likes a player and will go to all lengths to get him. And Jed Jerkle was his guy. And, and frankly, 24 was way too much for Jed Jerkle already. But I just thought, I thought he wasn't going to back down. And uh, I, was kind, I think I was kind of flaunting it as the bidding was happening. And he, uh, he was intentionally trying to teach me a lesson there. And <laughs> it worked. I, I still finished fourth, I think, or maybe even a little higher. But yeah, I'd already spent like 120 combined dollars on Mike Trout and Miguel Cabrera who were the obvious top two players that year. I was trying like an ultra, ultra studs and duds approach. Um, so I had to be really careful with my money from that yeah. point forward. I couldn't go splurging on Jed Jerko at a value <laughs> Nando wouldn't have even paid. Yeah, yeah. Was, was so bad. you spent up for a dud. I mean, you still went with your studs and duds. You just paid way too much for <laughs> Jed Jerko the dud. <laughs> and I didn't even, yeah, it's not like I really even wanted yeah, Jed yeah, Jerko. Yeah, I, I just wanted Nando to, I just really wanted to stick it to Nando and he stuck it to me. All right, Adam, what do you think? Miggy, Pujols, Smoke, Belt, G-Man Choi, Eric Thames, and Kendrick. Adam? Kendrick. Kendrick. All right, so three three people on the show today, three different answers. You got Kendrick, you got Miggy, you got Justin Smoke. Take your pick. This next one comes from our Apple Podcast Reviews. Continue to send in some five-star Apple Podcast Reviews. Drop a question in there, and we'll be sure to read it here on the air. This one's from Schwankyman17, 12-team league. Drafted before the pandemic hit, and we have already decided that no matter what happens, we are not having a season this year. As a result, our draft is just rolling over into the 2021 season. Are there any changes slash new rules that could go into effect this year that could affect next season? If so, what should I do? Got the universal DH next year, this year and next year. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the obvious one, but I think... Like, I, I think rolling over makes sense if there's no season as opposed to, uh, you know, in a, in a, in like, is this a dynasty league? Does he specify? Like, I assume it's keeper league of some kind, right? Yeah, it doesn't specify. It just says 12-team league. Well, let's just assume, because I think, I think a lot of people out there may be wondering this. If it's a dynasty league uh, it, and there's no season, I was under the assumption that you should not move salaries forward or anything like that player values wouldn't really change. There would be a handful of players who just by virtue of being a year older or maybe a few who change teams, maybe their value changes, but for the most part, everybody's every player's value is going to stay exactly the same relative to each other because we don't have new data. But if you're introducing new data and not having the season, then I think, I think you, you kind of have to revalue players based on that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think, think so. it changes the, the math there. So I'm I'm not in favor of punting on the season. Obviously not. I mean that I'm sure that would that's the line the company would want me to take too. But that just as I, I I don't see the point in committing to that. Like especially if you're then going to have to elevate prices across the board again on your keepers. Might as well just enjoy the benefits of a partial season. But you know, I'm I can't tell you what to do, obviously. Something else I thought of was, you know, expanded postseason has been included in the past couple of proposals. That means we could have more teams playing deeper into 
October, and that means they have less of an offseason. Does that matter at all? It's just the only other factor I tried to think of. Um, no, but I, I think that it could mean that teams would be more aggressive calling up prospects because they have more to play for. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. it could. This next one's from Mark. Startup Dynasty Points League. Trade away Mike Trout and Noah Syndergaard. Receive Alex Bregman and Steven Strasburg in a Dynasty Points League. I believe I would do that in a Points League. I don't think the gap between Trout and Bregman is so big that, uh, you know, Syndergaard, I mean, especially if you're playing out this, especially if you're assuming there's a uh, this season and Syndergaard's not going to be a part of it and, you know, he'll probably miss early next season too. Yeah, I think I'd do that. Uh, is that it's just a pass fail thing? Yeah, do it. Bregman scored the most fantasy points last season, but Trout averaged 4.5 fantasy points per game compared to 4.2 for Bregman. I, I think it comes a, down that's remarkable. I think it comes down to team context, honestly. If I'd say if your team is closer to competing and there's and you want to compete this season, then I would I would take the Bregman and Strasburg side. But you have to be realistic with yourself. If you know you're more of a year or two away, I know Trout's older, but I would rather have Trout and just hope Syndergaard comes back and pitches well. Well, the thing is, you're paying. Like a lot of times, we get excited about picking up these Tommy John recoveries in a buy low scenario, or in a uh, you know, if you're, you're a dynasty startup, you're getting them at a huge discount. And yeah, the probability is really high he'll come back from Tommy John surgery and be great. But there's a chance he's never the same. And you're paying full price for him here, I feel like. I just think it's crazy that Bregman just had what could end up being his best season of his career, and Trout was still that much better than him on a per-game basis. So I do think there's a pretty big gap there. I'm tempted to say no. Uh, I would not trade the Trout side. I think it's obvious if the season doesn't... If the season gets canceled, then you definitely don't do it. But... It's really a toss-up. Go with your gut. Yeah, I would. I'm with. I I'm closer to you. I would probably want to just keep Mike Trout just because he's Mike Trout. But again, how I laid it out. If if you want to compete this year, then maybe think more about taking it. This next one's from Victor. Hello, Todd, Clint, Walt, and Jeff. Frazier. Yes. Hey, Jeff Frazier. Is there a Jeff Frazier that I don't know about? Like a famous Jeff Frazier? Because there's a baseball player, I, Jeff You and I Frazier. both don't know about him, if that's the case. Jeff Frazier. Jeff Frazier has we'll have to look him up. 24 career plate appearances. He hit 217 with zero home runs. But the rest of these guys, Todd Frazier, Clint Frazier, and Walt Clyde Frazier, of course. My home league is transitioning from a keeper league where we keep seven MLB players and three minor league players, so 10 keepers total, to a full dynasty league. In this transition, we are all allowed to select two players from our past league to keep with us into the new league. It is a 16-team head-to-head points league where wins are only worth three points, saves are five points, holds are three points, and strikeouts for pitchers are one point. I am honestly not sure who to keep between Cattell Marte, Austin Meadows, Wander Franco, Shane Bieber, and Jack Flaherty. He can keep two of those players. Cattell Marte, Meadows, Wander Franco, Bieber, Flaherty. I'm leaning Wander and Flaherty. 16-team, head-to-head points league. 
It's pretty, I mean, my dynasty startup rankings would would say Bieber and Flaherty, and I think you have Bieber uh, ahead of Flaherty. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Bieber and Flaherty. Okay, I would be interested in knowing how much innings are worth in this points league. If it's the standard three, um, you know, and, and it being a full point per strikeout, I think that actually tips things more in the in toward pitchers, even though wins are devalued in this league. The fact that strikeouts are worth twice as much as the standard points league. I think that uh, actually helps the case for Bieber and Flaherty. But if innings are only worth one point, which is true sometimes in points leagues, um, that would that would change the math, and I'd, I'd be inclined probably to keep Flaherty and Franco too. Yeah, I lean Flaherty and Bieber here, but man, I, I kind of won Franco. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to pass him up in a dynasty league. Uh, it's... Uh, if you're as sold on Cattel Marte as you, you have been, Scott, I'm surprised it's not like one of the pitchers and and Marte. Well, look, I, I actually think I have Franco ranked last of this group in my dynasty leagues. They're all great keepers, but you know, it's, it's difficult to come up with one size fits all dynasty rankings, of course. And I think in varying formats, it would make sense to, 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 to rank Franco the highest of the hitters. Adam, where would you go here? I would go Flaherty. And Franco. Uh, I would go Bieber and Franco. That's and I'm going final Bieber answer. And Flaherty, unless unless innings aren't worth three points apiece. Fair enough. The final one for the week. Not really a question, but I thought it was an interesting email. Guys, tied together since high school in the same draft class, Clint Frazier tears up the minors, and Austin Meadows is good, but prospect pedigree fades. Now, Meadows is very good, productive MLB player with four to five tools, and Clint Frazier is missing chances and has constant maturity issues. Patience rewarded. Oh, wait. The Pirates traded Austin Meadows. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, fun. <laughs> That's- Fun way to sum it up, sure. Yeah, it's funny. It, well, you know, when you see lists of like the worst trades in baseball history, or whatever, I don't, I don't really, I, I know about them, like the Jason Veritek trade, stuff Jeff like that. Jeff Bagwell, John Smoltz, those come to mind. Yeah, yeah, but um, who was in the Veritek? Like, I don't even remember. But was that that was like a crazy lopsided trade? It was like Heathcliff Slocum, and who was the prize? It had to be someone better than Jason Veritek, right? Jason Veritek. Jason Veritek was the prize. Uh, was he? I thought. Okay, whatever. So I guess I'm Jason Veritek got a very good. Yeah, but I thought it was career. him and someone else. Like, yeah. All right. So it, it, it was Derek it was, Lowe. Uh, Derek Lowe and Jason Veritek for oh. reliever Heathcliff Slocum. Yeah, that's, Lowe that's and Veritek for Heathcliff Slocum. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But like Yikes. now, I know I will always think of the Chris Archer trade. It's the worst. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, look, Tyler Glass now could. Hurt him, get hurt this year, and never end up putting together a career. It would still be bad, but it may not be historically bad if, if it bas- basically just ends up being Meadows. But if if Meadows and Glassnell their careers play out like we expect them to now, and also Shane ba- Shane Baz hits as a prospect because he's become higher end since coming over in that deal. Yeah, that it it seriously might be the worst trade ever. Except I guess you know. You could point to like Babe Ruth, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> historically bad trade, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean in modern times that might be the the worst it might be the worst trade ever, honestly. Frazier 
you know, it's just been an unfortunate situation for him. It's tough to crack the Yankees outfield. He's been promising enough when he's played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I there's a he's not he's not done yet. He's not. He's done. got really no. he got really good tools. He's a yes. he's a talented player for sure. Like his bat speed is electric, and yeah. we were reminded of that early last season, the first two months. I mean, he was, you know, he was a waiver wire darling. But yeah, I mean, based on what I've read, um, he's like really not liked in the clubhouse. He does have maturity issues. Like, just doesn't really mesh well with everyone else. So, it just doesn't seem like overall the organization likes him and. If those things are real, then maybe other teams don't want to trade for him either. So just keep that in mind. All right, guys, that'll do it. Happy birthday to Adam again. Woo! That's it for Scott and Adam. I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching on the Fantasy Baseball Today YouTube channel. We'll be back again on Monday, uh, assuming we don't get an emergency pod over the weekend. Bye-bye.